Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org. Pathway series. Has anybody been blessed thus far by the series? It's been pretty good. It has been blessing me. We got work to do today. Um, I, I was saying to myself as I was preparing that today's sermon is more like a, um, it's a grilled salmon. <laughs> Work with me for a second. It's a, it's, a, it's a grilled salmon with light seasoning, salt and pepper, um, and there's some mixed vegetables, and there's a rice pilaf on your plate. It's, 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 it's a good meal, but there's no frills to it. You know, I'm like, I want some mac and cheese. I want some black eyed peas on the side or something on those lines. But, but, but a grilled salmon and, and, and some mixed vegetables and a rice pilaf is everything that you need. I'm going to be very intentional to make sure I deliver this to you because this is everything. This is foundational, good Bible stuff about your relationship with God and your walk with Christ. You need this. So I know when you sit down in front of that, if you see salmon on the, on the, on the menu and the rice peel off and the mixed vegetables, ah, do you have any fries that I can add to that? Like, is there anything we can? No, 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 no. You need this. All right, y'all ready? So you turn to the book of John, chapter 13, the NIV, <coughs> and I'm going to go to the book of Acts, chapter 9. You go to John 13, I'm going to Acts, chapter 9. Go to John 13, 33. I'll give you two seconds to get there. John 13, 33. Now I'm going to read from, from Acts chapter 9, verse 1. John 13, 33, NIV. And... I'm going to Acts 9. You can go ahead and put the, that first point up there. This is our title for today's message. Nope, what's the next one? There we go. Our title for today is People of the Way. Of the Way. For some reason, we believe that there's multiple ways. But there is the way. There is the way. John 13, 33. Shout, I got it. Y'all should be way further along than that. It's like three people. John 13, 33, NIV. <clears throat> All right, go ahead and sit there. I'm going to read Acts 9 and 1. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogue in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. Read it again so we get to Acts 9.1. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples, he went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he found anyone there who belonged to the way, shout the way, 
anyone belong to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. In the book of Acts, um, the early church was referred to as the people of the way. Long before they were given the, the, the name of Christians, they were referred to as Christians at Antioch. Um, and it was a, uh, at that time, a derogatory term or an insulting term to refer to people who followed um, Jesus the Christ. Um, this name, the way, was a befitting term, in my opinion, for the early church because they believed with their life that they had found the way back to God. And it was through the life, the death, the burial and resurrection of Jesus. Not only did they believe that he was the way, um, they believed that his way was a lifestyle. So in, in, in their opinion, if you met the way, if you believed the way, um, if you came in contact with the way, um, you would not only believe in him, but he would change your way. So they became people of the way. They embodied this thought. And everywhere that they went, they were distinct um, and, and, and they were different. And because they had come in contact with information about the way, who was Jesus, or they had come in contact with Jesus himself, which was the way. The, the piece of scripture that is read for you, and I didn't read the whole narrative because we don't have time for it, but um, that is what happened to this gentleman named Saul in the text. Saul was on his way to detain people of the way, but on his way, shout on his way, he met the way, shout he met the way, and Jesus, who is the way, changed Saul's way. So instead of calling him Saul, we call him Paul today. He's them bars sitting there. They believe, listen to me, y'all, they believe that if you came in contact with Jesus who was the way, and we're going to talk about how he got to the way, Jesus that was the way, he would change your way. The beautiful thing about this group of people, they were distinct, they were special. It was something amazing that was happening in the book of Acts in the early church. They were amazing, and, and, and they knew or they felt that they weren't perfect. They didn't think that they were perfect. They never thought that they were perfect, but they knew they were always being perfected. There's a difference. Because if I believe that I'm perfect, I don't continue to grow. I don't continue to change. But if I'm being perfected, there's always little changes happening in my life that will allow me to continue to grow. And we as Christians are the way we're supposed to be the way. We are, we are, we are, we are, we are supposed to be continually growing until the day we meet Jesus. Because once you meet the way, he changes your way, and you continue on that way. Because he is the way. He changes your way. And I'm going to get to all this, and I'm, 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 I'm going to get there. I promise you I'm going to get there. But the, but the question is, are you people of the way? Or are you this modern-day Christian stuff? Here's me, because people of the way understand that they're always changing and always growing. The problem that I have with most Christians is that you feel like you've arrived. 
There's no more changing for me to do. I can't get no better than this. Listen to me. People of the way, people of the early church, they continued to get better and better and better and better and better and better. If you read Saul's story, who was converted to Paul, he continued to get better and better and better and better and better and better and better. When did you stop growing? Because the people of the way never stop. I should not still be mulling over issues that I had 10 years. I'm talking about personal issues, mental issues, heart issues. I should not continue to continually be, be mulling over the same issues I had 15, 20 years ago. Because if I came in contact with the way, somebody shot the way, I'm, I'm going to continue to go the way that he has shown me to go. I've, I've heard this phrase, and I don't, I don't agree with it, but I get what they're, they're trying to get. as once saved, always saved. Don't agree with that. But here's what I know. If you come in contact with Jesus for real, you will not walk away from him. If you come in contact with the way and he changes your ways, you will say to yourself, my God, look at where I've come from. And there's no way that I could have gotten here by myself. He has done this. And I got to stick with him the rest of my life. I'm not walking away from him. I'm not turning my back on Jesus. I shout the way. So how, so how do we get here? Let's work. John 13, you there? Oh, my gosh. Oh, listen. Are you there? I don't want to make you lie because there's a lot of pressure in the moment. But you should be there by now. John 13, 33. We have the same conversation every week. Y'all act as if I'm not going to ask you to go to a scripture. You're supposed to have scripture at church. Okay. John 13, 33. Y'all there? I'm going to read for you. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Simon Peter asked him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus replied, where I am going, you cannot follow now, but you will follow later. Peter asked, Lord, why can't I follow now? You know, Peter is just so ornery at times. It's like He just told you you can't go, Peter. Peter asked, Lord, why can't I follow now? I will lay down my life for you. Then Jesus answered, will you really lay down your life for me? Very, very truly, I tell you before the rooster crows, you will disown me. So many shout three times. Point number one, write this down, and it's the phrase, away out of no way. Say that with me, away, away. out of no way. On the night of his betrayal, Jesus is in the upper room with the, with the 11. At this point, Judas has already headed his direction to betray Jesus, uh, and he begins to prepare them for his brutal departure from earth. And um, he says this to them, hey, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to, to, to leave, but you guys can't come. And you have to understand the magnitude of this statement and what it meant to the disciples, because up until this point, they had a all-access pass to wherever Jesus went. 
If Jesus walked on water, hey, guys, you can come follow me and walk on waters. If Jesus was breaking bread and he was feeding, you know, thousands, hey, guys, you can just follow me. They followed Jesus everywhere. But for some reason in this moment, Jesus says, guys, you cannot come. But in verse 36, Jesus gets a little bit clearer, and he says, you, ca- you can't follow me now, but you will follow later. You, c- you, won't, you won't be able to follow me now, but you will follow later. I love, and I'm just going to pause for a second. I love, he said it with confidence, that you will follow later. Not that you might follow later. You will follow later. So, so, you know, Jesus is having this dialogue, and then for Peter, it's still just not enough. And Peter says, Lord, I want to go now. I laid on my life for you. And Jesus is like, Peter, calm down. You don't want that smoke. Before the rooster crows, you're going to deny me three times. And, 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 and the reason why Jesus has to, to address Peter in this manner is because God, Jesus was trying to get him to understand that I have to go make a way out of no way. You see, we were just walking down here on earth, and this was easy stuff. And we, I could bring you with me, and, and, and it was easy for me to feed the 5,000. It was easy for me to walk on water and invite you on. It was easy for me to do all this. But where I'm getting ready to go, I have to go make a way out of no way. I'm getting ready to listen to me, y'all. This is, this is your gospel. I'm getting, ready to, I'm getting ready to take the way of the cross so you can have a way back to God. I'm getting ready to make a way out of no way. So no, Peter, you can't go because I got to make a way right now. So then in the book of Genesis, this is how we get, get, get to this point. In the book of Genesis, Genesis 3, uh, 23 and 24, as a matter of fact, I want to read it. I want to read it. I want to make sure you get this. Genesis 3, 20, uh, 3 23. Listen close on this, y'all. So the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. Here it goes. After he drove the man out, he placed... On the east side of the Garden of Eden, cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth, listen to this, to guard the way to the tree of life. Because of man's sin, he lost access and he lost his way to God. And Jesus is saying to his disciples in this moment, listen to me. I got to go make a way out of no way. Because of your sin, you can't get to God. But I'm getting ready to go do something very powerful in your life. And you're just going to have to believe me and trust me on this. You will be able to follow at some point, but you can't follow me now because y'all don't want this kind of smoke. I got to go make a way out of no way. I have to go the way of the cross so you can have a way back to God. He's a way maker. Oh, that, that meant something to me when I was studying this morning. He's a way maker. He made a way out of no way for me. He's a way maker. And what I loved about the text and what I got from this morning, he is still making ways out of no way. Oh, gosh. He, let me, he allowed me back into his love when I didn't love myself. His grace covers me every single day. When I don't extend my hands towards him, he still loves me. He's still making ways out of no way. And none of it's changed. He says to his disciples, listen to me. You can't go with me now, but I have to go make a way out of no way. I wonder if there's anybody in this room that understands that he made a way out of no way for you. 
it may feel like you're not going to make it out of that situation and life is never going to change and things are going to get any better. But he, somebody shout he, he is a way maker. He's a way maker. So yes, Portia, I do believe that he can reconstruct my, 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 my DNA and he can rewrite that script because he's a way maker. Yes, I do believe that he breaks generational curses because he's a white maker. Yes, I believe that he changes and rectifies minds because he's a white maker. I shout, he's a white maker. I don't know, and this word is for somebody. I don't know what you're going through right now, but you needed to know this morning that he is a white maker. gosh, so here's what I got from this. He says, listen to me. I'm getting ready to go make a way out of no way, but what I need from you is just to wait until I come back and get you. I need you to wait. I need you to trust me to, enough to know that I'm going to make a way from you for you, and all I need for you to do in this situation, in this moment, wait. Stop talking to everybody about it. Stop at, oh gosh, stop asking me about it. Wait. Oh gosh, that's why you're saying, you're saying don't pray. No, 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 I'm not saying that. But you've already prayed and you've gotten the answer and you keep begging Jesus for more. But Jesus, what are you, what are you going to do, God? What are you going to do? You ever had your kids... I've already told you to wait. So if I was dead, now you can't go. <laughs> Somebody shout, he's a way maker. Let's get this next point. Okay. Let's go back to verse one. We'll do verse one. Oh, let's go to four one. Mm-hmm. So watch what he says, right? He says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, uh, believe in me also. Uh, my father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You Watch me now. This is verse 4. This is important. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Point number two, know the way. Somebody shout, know the way. This is just my opinion of Thomas, and if you read scripture, you'll find that, that what my, my opinion, I believe, is true, is that Thomas gets a bad rap in scripture. Like, he, he's known as Doubting Thomas. He doubted one time, and now for the rest of his life, how many times have you doubted? For the rest of his life, he's known as Doubting Thomas. But I believe Thomas is a perfect picture of us. Because Thomas doesn't mind having the awkward moment. <laughs> oh. 
In my opinion, in this dialogue or in this exchange, Jesus makes a bold statement. Um, he says, you know the way to the place where I'm going. You know the way to the place where I am going. That was a bold statement in my opinion. Because Jesus always spoke in parables, and he was kind of, you know, riddle, riddleistic. I don't know if that's a word, but he was always speaking in riddles. It was just difficult to kind of follow him at times. So he says, well, you, you know the place, you know the path to which where I'm going. You know how to get to where I'm going. And um, Thomas raises his hand. He says, well, Jesus, Lord, um, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? We don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? And I want you to listen to me now. I want you to be able to look at the contrast between what Jesus says and what Thomas says. I want you to look at the contrast between the value Jesus places on the path or the way and the value that Thomas places on the place. Thomas essentially says, if you would just tell us where you're going, we could find our way there. We don't really care about how we get there, Jesus. Just tell us the place. Jesus says to him, so listen. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And Jesus is saying, listen to me. You have to know the way in order to get there because there's only one way. So you can't pick and choose what you think you want to do and how you're going to get there. There's only one way. So you have to know the way. And if you don't know the way, you'll never get to the place. I, oh, gosh, I started to think about um, my grandson. And a couple times a week, I say a couple times a week, me, him, and Kennedy, um, we get in the car and I drop them off at school. And we take the same way to school every day. We do the same thing every single day. We get packed up and, you know, we put them in the car seat and we go down the same streets every single day. And we take a bit of a, I would call it a scenic route to, to, to Apopka High School because if you go the wrong way, you get caught in all that traffic. So we go a little back way so we can beat some of the traffic, but you still hit traffic. And then once you get on the, the, the street of the school, um, you know, it's kind of break and go, it's break and go. And, 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 and um, what we do, I think we kind of cheat the system. Don't tell everybody I'm telling you this, but we cheat the system. We don't turn into Apopka High School. We let Kennedy ride out in front of the entrance. And she jumps out and she runs across the street. Like, we stop traffic. She jumps out and she runs across the street. But when she's getting out of the car, I say, I love you. And she says, I love you. And, 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 and Legacy says, love you, see you. Always. It's 100%. So, so I, I love you, pretty girl. And, and, and he from the backseat, love you, see you. So we've been going to school, going to school, going to school, going to school. And, and this, was, this was last week um, or week before last. So we on our way to school and, you know, we get in the stop and go traffic. And then we make the turn onto the, to the street where the school is. And Legacy says, love you, see you. I said, well, what did he just say? Love you, see you. And it hit me. He was responding to the destination before he got there because he knew the way. He's in the back seat. Love you, see you. And I'm like, well, what is he talking about? And I looked at Kennedy. I said, what is he talking about? Love you, see you. But he knew the way 
He wasn't worried about the destination. He wasn't worried about the stop. The place didn't matter to him because I know the way. I know that this means I'm almost close. And here's what I want you to understand. God wants you so concerned about the God that's taking you there that you forget about the destination. God wants you to start to know the God that you serve so that you forget about the destination. And here's where I'm going with this. We're so worried about how this turns out and worried about how he's going to fix this and worried about when we get there. And God is saying, know the God that is taking you there. Let me worry about the place. You worry about walking the path. Just worry about walking the path and I'll get you there. Love you, see you, but what what is he doing? How is he responding to a place that he hasn't been to yet? But because he's been paying attention to the path and he knows the path, I know when I get to the place. God wants his people to start knowing him, the God that's taking them to the place. Stop worrying about the destination. Worry about him. Stop worrying about how he's going to figure it out. Worry about him. God, am I pleasing you? God, are you pleased with me? Did I do it the right way, God? Did I handle this the right way? Did I fix my emotions the way that you've instructed me to? Worry about him. Don't worry about the destination. Somebody shout. Know the way. I had to tell myself one time, I was, we were, we used to go down to see Jordan at school. And uh, we were always, I mean, every time you go to Miami, we take the same way. And I think there's some people that might take I-95 from Orlando. I don't know why you do that. But anyway, that's no judgment against you. It's just I don't understand it. Um, but we take the turnpike. And we take the same way every single time. And we were going to the same destination every single time. And probably like the, the seventh or eighth time going down, I said to myself, I'm still using GPS. Like, I know exactly where I'm going. I know where I want to be, and I've seen these places before. At some point, i got to grow up and mature and start to pay attention to the way. Stop worrying about the destination. Pay attention to the way. What I'm, oh, gosh, the way, Jesus. Start paying attention to Jesus because he is the way. Stop worrying about the destination. Jesus, we've been here before. I'm not going to doubt you. I trust you. We've been here before. I know the way. I know you won't leave me nor forsake me. I know the way. I know that you love me, so I don't have to question if I mess up, I can come back and do your prayers. Yes, I can come back and do your prayers because you love me. I know the way. I'm not going to let guilt keep me away from church because I know the way. Okay. Let's get the third point. Third and final point. Are you getting anything? Let's go to verse 6. Can I say one other thing on that? I want to be short, but I'm, I'm, I'm at some point in your maturity, spiritually, spiritual maturity, Part of your prayer has to be, Lord, teach me your ways. Teach me your ways. 
I remember, and this is, this is no joke, y'all, and I, I stand on this because I want every married man or, or, or person to hear it. There was a point in, in, in me and Tina's marriage, it was early on, we was in the first couple years, um, that I had to pray, Lord, teach me how to love her. I'm saying it was probably my prayer for a year every day, Lord, teach me how to love her. Because if I ask you, you know best how to love her. I have my opinion on how to love her. But, Lord, I know that you know how to love her, so teach me how to love her. Overnight. Somebody shout overnight. I became Superman, this girl. Now, she Wonder Woman. But I became Superman. Because, because every day I got down and said, Lord, teach me your ways as it pertains to her. Lord, teach me your ways as it pertains to these children. Teach me your ways as it pertains to this job. Teach me your ways as it pertains to me. Teach me your ways as it pertains to my thoughts. Teach me your ways as it pertains. Teach me your way. Because I've been trying it my way, and my way's not working. For some reason, I end up on a dead end every single time I try it my way. But, Lord, teach me your ways because I know that there's a profitable end when I do it your way. Teach me your way. Shall teach me. Teach me your ways. Listen to me. I'm talking to every man in here. I am not joking. I, every day I pray, Lord, show me how to love her. Because just like every other man, I'm not going to put on a woman. Because just like every other man, I came into the marriage thinking that I got this. I know how to love her. I got love in my back pocket. I know how to do this. Lord, teach me how to love her. I'll put it to you like this. I can't even remember the last time you said this, but when we were dating, I'm going way back. I'm going to cut this off because we got to go. I remember when we were dating. She would always say to me, you're so cold. You're so mean. And it used to aggravate me, to be honest, because I'm being as nice as I know how to be. Like, what do you say? But listen to me, y'all. It was a spiritual thing. Y'all should be jotting that down as fast as I'm saying it. It was a spiritual thing. It wasn't a decision that I could make. Oh, God. It was a spiritual thing. So I finally had to go back to the maker and the creator of her and the creator of me and say, Lord, teach me how to do this. You can leave the check at the door when you get ready. I'm, I'm helping marriages right now. Okay. Let's get point number three, final point. Uh, let's go to verse six. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. Pause for one second. I'm going to get to the point. I want you to understand, and, 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 and I'm not saying that these, uh, these teachers are wrong, but the primary objective in the sentence is to let us know that Jesus is the way. He is the way and the truth. And the, the other two are supplements. The primary goal is for us to understand that he is the way. Yes? Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, this is probably one of the most um, controversial statements that Jesus makes in all of Scripture. Because he serves notice 
on every other religion, every doctrine, every practice, every system that promises a way to heaven outside of him. He says, I am no one, no man. I like the other translation. No man makes, sees the father except through me. He is the, I am the way. Shout, I am the way. He says, I am the way. I am the only way. There is no way that you're going to make it to heaven and see my father except through me. So now, and I, I, I wrestled with this before I said it. Jesus says that there is a, in a very exclusive way to a very inclusive place. There's exclusivity on how you get there. But once you get to the place, it's all inclusive. Listen to me. There's going to be all manners of life in heaven. Races, backgrounds, creeds, thoughts, and all of these. There's going to be all manners of people. People that you never thought were going to be in heaven are going to be in heaven. Because heaven is all inclusive. But the way to heaven is exclusive. So Jesus, he takes Peter, James, and John up on a mountain with him. And um, when they get to the top of the mountain, Jesus is transfigured before them. His face shine like the sun and his, and his clothes were white as the light. And as this is happening, Elisha and Moses pop up and they start having a conversation with Jesus. And Peter, you know how Peter is. Peter's in the moment. He messes up almost every moment he's in. And he's watching this amazing thing take place. And he says, Lord, um, this is what I think we should do. We should, build a, we should build a tabernacle, a church. We should build a church for Moses, one for, one for Elijah, and then one for you. And as he is saying that, a voice comes from heaven and says, this is my son whom I love. I am well pleased. Watch this. Listen to him. As, as, as soon as God says these words, they fall, all the disciples fall to, the, to, to their face, and then Jesus goes and gets them up. And then the scripture says, when they got up and they looked up, they only saw Jesus. Listen to me. I'm going to break this down for you so you can get it. Moses brought the law. Moses brought religion. Elijah represented prophecy. Prophecy and religion are good, but they don't get you into heaven. The only way to heaven is Jesus. I know you want an hour of prophecy. That's, I hear you. But you need an hour of Jesus to get into heaven. You see, that prophecy is for what you do down here. I'm talking about for what you get up there. I'm saying that the only way to heaven is Jesus. Yes, religion is good. Prophecy is good. I'm not saying anything about that. But the only way you're going to get into heaven is Jesus. So here's what I'm telling you. You better show up at a church that's preaching Jesus every single Sunday because that is the only church that's going to help you get your way to heaven. Only Jesus. So if we're, if, 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 we're, if we're preaching systems and if we're preaching um, um, ways and we're preaching all these different paths and, 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 and different ways, we, the church, are taking you down the wrong path because there's only one path that leads to heaven, Jesus. 
make sure I put this in the microphone. I don't have a problem with prophecy. No beef with prophecy. I have no problem with legalism, whatever you want to call it, legalism, religion, whatever, strictism. I don't care what it is. I have no problem with that. But if you are not preaching Jesus, nothing else is going to get you into heaven. They looked up and all they saw was Jesus. Stand to your feet. Oh, third point. I'm sorry. <laughs> third point. I am the way. She'll fought Jordan. You made me go. Ahead. Third point. I am the way. So the question I wanted to pose to you today. Have you chosen the right way? You know, the problem that we have in our society today is that we strive for autonomy. I just want to, I want to be able to choose what I want to choose and get the way, you know, I want to do it the way I want to do it. And I want to have options and I want to be able to do it like this. And no, no, no. Jesus puts all of that to rest in this text. He says, I am the way and that's it. There is no other way. There is no other name. There is no other way. There is no other name. There is no other way but the blood of Jesus. There's no other way that I can be saved but through Jesus. We have to understand that some of the, our ideologies don't apply the, to, to, to what has been written in scripture. Jesus himself says, I am the way. Clarity. Watch me now. I'm not going to stay up here too long. But he doesn't say, I am the one pointing the way. I'm not the one showing you the way. I do that too, but I am the way. Because there's a vast difference. I had gone to, to California one time. Jordan was out there for a camp, and I, I called up one of the young gentlemen that was um, in our youth program at the church we attended. And I said, hey, man, I'm coming to, to California. I need you to show me around L.A. And, and he says, all right, man, I'll, I'll, I'll take you. And it was probably one of the best trips I've ever had in my life. I mean, he showed me, he took me all up in Hollywood Hills, and we drove the hills, and he took me all to the different scenery and Roscoe Chicken and Waffles and all these different places, everything you could think of, he took me there. And the reason why I had such a great experience is because he was my way around. Now, he could have called me when, you know, when I got there, and, he, and you know, he said, hey, bro, I can't take you. Then I would have had to find my own way. He could have gave me directions. But he said, no, I'm going I'm to spend my day and invest myself to be your way around. That's the difference. You experience life differently when Jesus is the way. You experience different when Jesus is the way. And the question that I have for you today, have you chosen the right way? Have you chosen the right way? Have you chosen Jesus as your way? You say, well, Pastor Walter, I think that I have. You know, I show up at church every day. But have you confessed with your mouth and believe in your heart that, that God raised Jesus from the dead? 
Because if you have, then that means that you're saved. But what I've also learned is that once I make that confession, he changes my ways. After I choose him as the way, he changes my ways. The, the, the reason why I can say that with such confidence is because, listen, I know the man that I used to be. I, I remember one time, I don't know what, what we had posted or what the case may be, but somebody from Syracuse, one of, one of the guys I went to high school with, he, he posted on the, on, the, on the thing. He said, is that Wanzel? I can't tell y'all what I used to get myself into, but I wasn't this guy. How do I know this work? Because when I came in contact with the way for real, and he changed my ways. Changed my ways. So the question is, have you chosen the right way? I want to make sure that all of us chooses the right way. We're going to say this prayer together. And what you're going to do here through this prayer is you're giving your life to Christ. Choosing as my Lord and my Savior. Say it verbally. The work is already done. The expenses are already paid. It's all inclusive. Expenses are already paid. But you have to determine that once I come in contact with him, I'm going to allow him to change my ways. I can't allow myself to stay the same. So I want to pray this prayer with you. We're going to say it together in unison. Um, we'll repeat after me. If you don't mind, lift both hands and eyes closed. And if this is your first time giving your life to Christ, um, I applaud you. And I want you to know that we support you. Because this is the biggest decision you're going to make of your life. I know, you know, you think marriage is big and choosing a school is big. and No, 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 no. Choosing to make Jesus your Lord and your Savior is the best decision you will make of your life. So I want you to repeat after me. God, I thank you for sending your son Jesus to carry the burdens of my sins. I believe that you were crucified. You died and rose because you love me. And for that, I commit my life to you. I invite you to be Lord and Savior in my life right now today. God, I'll make way for your Holy Spirit to abide in me. Somebody shout amen. Let's give the Lord some praise in this place. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.